Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a lot going on. I mean, we got a lot done for you today. Governor Christie Nome, great state of South, Car- uh, South Dakota. Hope I didn't say Carolina during the interview. I don't think so. Uh, also have Andrew Giuliani running for governor of New York. The primary is tomorrow. And Representative Mary Miller from Illinois, who had a slip of the tongue this past Saturday, and the left and the establishment right pounced on her immediately. We'll talk to her about that and a whole lot more on a Monday. That is a Motown Monday. Let's go. Carries off today. Polo making it happen. Sam in the his house. So much winning, you're gonna get tired of winning. That's what uh, former President Trump would say. And the winning continues. If you believe in the Constitution, you believe in a lot of winning because it's happening. Lots of winning. First you had guns in New York. It turns out you're allowed to have a gun in New York. Who knew? I'm talking about the good guys here. Bad guys already have them. Good guys, it turns out, have that right. They got the Second Amendment means something. And then, of course, you had Roe v. Wade overturned. The Dobbs decision, we'll get into that a little bit what that means because a lot of you people are confused about that. I'll fix it. And now it turns out Coach Kennedy, and I believe this was Washington State, is allowed to pray after a football game. Duh. Of course he is. That's kind of duh, no? I would think so. All right, glad to have you here. So, yeah, I want to get into all that. Um, A couple of things off the top, though. A couple of things that I want to mention off the top. The one thing that you don't run into an awful lot in my industry are people who are just genuine people. Now, I'm not, listen, I'm not being negative on you. If you're listening to my show and you're in the industry, oh, he's talking about me, that I'm not genuine. No, no, I'm not talking about you. But there are a lot of people in this industry who just, I, I don't know, they don't have the kind of real person persona that, that you would expect. One guy who, who always has for me is Andrew Lee. Now, those of you who listen at, um, in, in, on 11.30 a.m. Twin Cities News Talk, um, 11.30, you know that that was, I think, my first affiliate in syndication outside of my flagship in San Antonio. And we've been on there a long time. And I always called him Andrew because that's what I thought his name was. I mean, his name was Andrew, but I uh, actually went by Drew. And, and I just never, even when I interviewed him, I had him on my show several times. We met in person in Washington, D.C., and I think at a talker's conference as well. Just a really good guy. I just always had it in my head that his name was Andrew. And it was funny because he he really went by Drew. And I'm saying his name in the past tense, which is very odd to me, because I, I found out this morning when I got up that Drew Lee passed away on Saturday, which blows my mind. I know that I had him on to talk about the riots in Minneapolis a couple of years ago, and I believe I had him on when the police officer there shot and killed a woman who called police because of an intruder or something. 
and just a, just a good guy. And when we hung out at, at these get-togethers outside of radio, he's just a really good guy. He and, 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 um, and Justice, I mean, John's just a great guy. Sam also works on the show in the morning there. And just really good people. You know, because you'll meet people and they'll give you sort of the, the look and they'll, they'll shake a hand and take a picture and then they're really not who they present themselves to be. He's just a good guy. And I'm not really sure I understand why he's no longer with us. But I do want to make mention, I, I, I would call him a radio friend. We, we didn't get together with our families and stuff, and, but we've known each other for, it's got to be five, six years now, maybe even a little bit longer than that. Huge advocate for my show on that radio station, in that market, and, and uh, one of our, our most important radio stations, certainly, as I said, it's a huge market, and it was one of the first that brought us on. And his, um, his belief in the show went a long way, along with Chad, who's there as well. Um, but just a good guy. I don't get why he's gone. I don't know the details of why he's gone. I know that John was in the hospital and recovering from some sort of heart surgery. And he gets news in the hospital that his great friend Drew is no longer with us. So I wanted to make mention of that. Huge loss for Minneapolis-St. Paul. Huge loss for the radio industry. Huge loss for his family, certainly. But huge loss to humanity. Just a nice guy. And um, there should be more like Drew Lee. He's going to be sadly missed. Very, very sad. To hear about that today. I want to make sure I make mention of that off the top of the program. Um, also, just got this news in the, the, some some sort of a an Amtrak derailment or something. This is from uh, my website. Multiple people killed when Amtrak train derails in Missouri. Multiple people are dead and at least 50 others are recovering from injuries after an Amtrak train collided with a dump truck and derailed in Missouri on Monday today, authorities say. The incident occurred about 1.42 p.m. Central Time near the city of Menden after the train struck a dump truck and had blocked the, that had blocked the track, says uh, Eric McKenzie, superintendent of uh, the Cheriton County Ambulance Service. The collision caused eight cars and two locomotives to jump the track and flip over on their sides. Photos taken of the scene reveal approximately 243 passengers and 12 crew members were aboard the train at the time of the crash. An Amtrak rep says, quote, it all happened in slow motion or like slow motion, says passenger Robert Nightingale who was traveling from Los Angeles to Chicago. It started to rock and, and rock and then flicker, and then all of a sudden, all this dust was through my window. Because his compartment window had been facing the ground, Nightingale had to climb up and into the hallway to escape. He says the incident remains under investigation. So if we get any more information on that, we'll certainly bring it to you, without a doubt. But uh, I just wanted to update you on, a, on those two things as we started the program today. Um, again, I don't understand why Drew is no longer with us, and if I find out more information on that. But just suffice it to say, just a really good guy. Really good guy. And sorry to hear about what's happening in Missouri. We'll certainly update you on that as we get more information as well. There's a lot of confusion about, about what the Supreme Court's doing. And people like AOC are freaking out. People like Kamala Harris are freaking out. They want to somehow control us and um, take away the power afforded us, the rights afforded us by God and protected by, by the Constitution. The Supreme Court is the last, basically the last right of refusal. It is. The Supreme Court, um, it's actually, it's very simple the way that our, our system works here. We've got the executive, which is the president, the investigative groups like the Department of Justice, FBI, so on and so forth. Homeland Security is in the executive as well. You've got that that branch, which is... The guy, or so far it's been a guy, could be a woman eventually. He'll get the legislation by the other branch, the, the legislative. 
the legislation is done by the House and the Senate. They agree. They send it to the president. The executive then, through checks and balances, can say, no, I veto this. I'm not going to do it. And then the legislative has a chance to override the veto if they want. That doesn't happen often. He can pocket veto it where he just ignores it. He doesn't do anything with it. Or he can sign it. If he signs it into law, then if we, the citizenry of the, of the country, say, well, wait a second, that doesn't make sense. We can then challenge it in the courts. The third branch is the, is the judicial. That branch will then decide, is this law, is this thing Congress came up with and the president signed, is this something that holds up to constitutional muster? Does the Constitution provide that this law can be made even with all these rights that are being protected by this document? And many times the answer is no. So we will sue in a lower court, eventually get to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court upholds the supreme law of the land. When Roe v. Wade was done in 1973, it was an incorrect decision by the Supreme Court. We now know that because there are two decisions that actually overturned it. Many people don't talk about Casey and Planned Parenthood in 1992, but that really did make Roe v. Wade go away. That sort of added a strong level of viability into the unborn child and to what point a woman can have an abortion. So Roe v. Wade already was antiquated and already wasn't really the law of the land anymore because Casey sort of adjusted it and amended it in 1992. You look up Casey versus Planned Parenthood um, online if you'd like and go find out what I'm talking about. Some people believe that viability was at any time after six weeks. Six weeks gestation, already you've got hands and, and feet and arms and legs that are starting to form uh, in this unborn child. The left will call the unborn child a fetus. Fetus is simply the Latin term for offspring. So the unborn child and viability became the argument after 1992. Still, however... Some states were allowing abortion right up till birth, right till the child is being born. The head is already coming out. Kill it. They were allowing that. Some were uh, talking about allowing it after birth, which, of course, makes no sense. But by any definition of the term, it makes no sense. So having said all of that, you had the Dobbs decision last week where the majority of the court said, yeah, no, we shouldn't be playing any role. The federal government shouldn't be. An abortion and this decision should go back to the states. It did not make abortion illegal last week. A lot of people think it did. It did make abortion illegal in the states that never removed their laws against abortion back in the day before 1973. Some states, California, New York, probably Hawaii, I'm guessing Illinois, will allow abortion to continue. In fact, I mean, they're grandstanding on it. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, can't stop talking about how he's going to be providing abortions for everybody. Can't wait to kill his unborn kids. In other states like Missouri, in Texas, probably Florida, they will make abortion illegal. And that's their right as a state because abortion doesn't appear in the Constitution. The Constitution really does say in the Tenth Amendment, basically, whatever's not here goes back to the states. It's a federalism system Federalism means that the states have more rights, have more power than the federal government. We're not acting like that, but it's true. So the question becomes, why is everybody freaking out? Well, first of all, people don't understand Roe v. Wade. 
They don't understand the decision. They don't understand what it did or didn't do. They, they, they have no idea whatsoever. None. They pretend they do, but they don't. They think it made abortion illegal. It did not. That is not what happened. That did not make abortion illegal by any stretch of the imagination. It just said the states get to make the decision. Also, calling it women's health care is stupid. It's not. Calling it reproductive health is stupid. It's not. This is, very simply, the system of ending a pregnancy you don't want. Ending a pregnancy kills the unborn child. There is no if there are no ifs, ands, or buts to get yourself around the fact that that is not a fish, that is not a dog, that is a child that is growing in the mother's womb. And it's a separate individual. It is not the mother. It's a separate person. So there's really no argument there. Now, if you want an abortion, there are states in which you can live where you can have that available to you. If you want an abortion and you live in the states where it's not available, you could argue it if you want, take it back to the courts, you're going to lose because this decision's now been made. It is still available. What makes me extra crazy is how politicians are lying about it. AOC, who knows nothing, is an actress that did a cattle call and won the seat somehow. She's talking about how three of the justices lied under oath about Roe, Kavanaugh, um, Gorsuch, and, and Coney Barrett. She's saying they should be impeached because they lied. Well, no, they were asked if Roe was established law. It was. It was established law that was on the books. Until another case came up, Dobbs, that they got to decide and said, well, no, this isn't, this isn't the way it should be. So they didn't lie, that's for sure. And if lying were impeachable, well, I mean, Joe Biden be gone, Kamala Harris be gone, AOC would be gone. So she's an idiot. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And then Kamala Harris sits down with CNN and decides she's going to now opine about how wrong this ruling was in, in, in Dobbs in the court last week, which overturned Roe and Casey. I'll have that for you when we come back. And I'm going to take any questions you have about these rulings. I'm going to take any questions you have. There seems to be a lot of confusion here. Uh, uh, the, the guy Billy Joe from, from Green Day is now going to give up his American citizenship over this horrendous rule. First of all, I thought he was Canadian. Sam, can I be honest? I thought Billy Joe, I thought he was Canadian. I can't hear you. Maybe did I click you in? Yeah. I can't hear you. Don't know why. Okay. Uh, and again, I, I took Sam and CJ to go see Green Day in New York when we lived there. And it was a great concert. I thought the guy was Canadian. I know that he sang a song about an American idiot. I guess he was talking about Bush or something. It turns out he's the American idiot, to be honest with you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. We come back, I'm going to play a piece of video and audio, for those of you listening, of Kamala Harris saying some of the dumbest things I've heard about abortion, about this ruling on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. You're listening to Joe Pags. Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. We've got Andrew Giuliani at the bottom of the hour. He's running for governor of the great state of New York. The primary is tomorrow. If you're in New York, I want you to take a good look 
at um, at uh, saveny.org. That is his website, and it's tight. It's it's like by the margin of error uh, between he and Lee Zeldin. So make sure that you check out his website and stick around for that interview at the bottom of the hour as well. All right, make sure you do that. Let me remind you about the great news, the big news. It's big time news. Greta is back. She's on Newsmax. I watch Newsmax all the time. You should as well. It's a great network. They're bringing it every single day. Greta is, um, she, she's, she's going to give you the real news. She always has. Going to do exactly what she used to do and even better. She leads a great night on Newsmax with Rob Schmidt, who's talking about Biden's economic train wreck. And then there's Eric Bowling exposing the woke agenda. More than 20 million Americans watch Newsmax. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. By the way, the name of the show is The Record with Greta Van Susteren. It's weeknights at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you make plans to, to check that out. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax on all major cable and streaming platforms. If your cable company does not carry Newsmax, call them, demand it. If they won't carry it, switch to a system that does carry it and get Greta Van Susteren every night. Download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Watch it anytime, anywhere. Tune in to uh, Newsmax tonight for Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling. Make the switch. Get the app. Listen, I use it all the time. I'll be traveling again soon, and I'll be checking out Newsmax wherever I happen to go. Get Newsmax. Get it today. All right, I don't know that I have enough time to, to bring you Kamala Harris, but I want to. And maybe I'll do that afterwards at the top of next hour. Because I do not want to leave this guy hanging. I've got Andrew Giuliani coming up at the bottom of the hour. It's going to be AJ. Big time Motown, Joe Pag. Talk to me, brother. Hey. Hey, real quick. You know, I ramble on the Monday. But seeing a picture of them guys walking down the street naked, with what's wrong with them parents bringing them to that crap? And then you got Nancy Pelosi. I'm rambling. Nancy Pelosi. Shoving that little girl, really? Are you serious? For those who didn't see now, it, um, uh, when a- when Maida Flores was being um, was being sworn in to be the U.S. representative from uh, here in Texas, her little girls are standing off to the right or to the left, uh, our left, Nancy Pelosi's right, and Pelosi obviously on video elbows one of the girls out of her way, and the what I love AJ is that the girl went right back. She said, "Uh, uh-uh. uh," she just went right she back did. next to her. She, she went right back. She went right back. And Motown, you know. Like I say, be aware because all this bull crap they're doing, they know the Supreme Court did right. Yep. They know they did right. Man, we need to ask them, what about them? Is they going to uh, uh, ask their mama, uh, why you didn't abort me then? Uh, that's what they should be asking themselves. Look in the mirror, people right. that don't like what's going on. You know, and Trump's still winning and he ain't even in the White House. I love every moment of it. Unbelievable. Yeah, he we goes. He goes. It. He goes out there, and and every single ruling that has happened, he has gotten another win. Of course, a football coach can pray after the game. How stupid! Of course, you can own a gun in New York. How stupid! Of course, you shouldn't be out here killing unborn babies. How stupid! And they are AJ. They're mad. They are mad. Uh uh-uh, uh. They're not mad. They stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. I, I, hey, I, I like out. it even better. Hey, hey. I'm on Trump's deal now. I'm on Trump's site. Big time. So I'm good to go. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm, just I'm with you. Elon Musk going and finish up it with Twitter. I wish he would. I need you back it. on there. We need you on there to help out going into the next election cycle for sure. AJ, I love you. Got to run. All right. Love you, man. Uh, AJ's out here getting it done. Um, uh, Trump the other day basically said he was running again. Again, he didn't say it, but he said something about we're going to go back to the beautiful White House. I think that basically means he's going to run again. Um, I don't know that he can say it yet, but he kind of said it. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Watching this this race for governor in New York very closely, the establishment is pushing one guy. Andrew Giuliani is the other guy. Keep it here. He's going to be up next. 
This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always gl- really glad to have this guy back. It's Andrew Giuliani. He's running for governor of the great state of New York. He's a Republican. Of course, his dad is Rudy Giuliani. Andrew, how are you? Good to see you. Thanks. Always great to see you. It's the last push, isn't it? You just got off a plane. You're going all over the state. You're shaking hands, kissing babies. How's it going? It's going great. I got to tell you, we are all over the place. It has been unbelievable. We started today in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, back in New York City, and Staten Island to finish the night tonight. And I got to tell you, I love the way the polls look. Everything is lining up really good. And tomorrow is the uh, is the primary for the the Republicans there in uh, in New York. We hope that you pull this thing off. I've got to go to. You just mentioned Staten Island. I know you guys yep. were there yesterday. Your dad was there yesterday at a grocery store, and uh, somebody came up and aggressively smacked him or something, and and called him a name. Fill me in on what happened here. Yeah, I was in Long Island, so I wasn't with them at the time. But somebody ended up coming on in and just hitting him in the back. And look. He's 78 years old. He's got bad knees. He's got a bad back over here. His back was hurting. Um, and they called him a couple of different names. I mean, look, here's the difference here. We've seen Maxine Waters on the left say, go ahead and be violent, violent protests and all this stuff and suggesting all this. Same thing with Chuck Schumer. To me, this is unacceptable. And when it's your parent, when it's your father, and you see that they're dealing with trying to make sure they're staying strong as is, it's not right, Pags. You know, yeah. look, I know there are people that are looking at the video and saying, well, it was hard. It was this. Look, I wouldn't want anybody's, but my daughter's grandfather to be hit like that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If somebody did that to my mother, forget about it. It would be, it would be over. Um, exactly. the, the, the thing that you brought up, though, is really, really important. Chuck Schumer fomenting violence and, and ginning up, you know, anger and violence against Kavanaugh and against Gorsuch. And, and so on, just because they're, they're making rulings that are based on the Constitution. You've got Eric Adams, who's out there in Beverly Hills, raising money half the time and not and not working on crime in New York City. you got Kathy Hochul, who's surrounded by eight guys with guns, as she talks about how people in New York City and in the state of New York should not be able to do to defend themselves with guns. This has been ginned up by the left for a long time. Yeah. It's stunning to me that your dad, who saved this country in 2001, um, is now vilified by the left so hard that some idiot working at a grocery store thought that it would be okay to assault him. Yeah, you're right. Look, it's it's unacceptable. We we cannot actually sit by and allow this stuff like this to happen. Obviously, this is America's mayor. I'm a little biased because he's my father, but he's out working his tail off on the campaign trail trying to make sure he can still make a difference after a, literally a half century of doing everything he possibly could yeah. to make the state better. And Pags, I'll tell you, I think the thing him that breaks his heart probably more than anything any part of the physical part of it the fact that he saw new york go from over 2,000 murders a year down to less than 600 and then less than 300 to see new york the last half decade basically spiral out of control the way it is that's really i think more than anything the thing that hurts him more than more than anything and he knows like i know that we can get this under control in about one year that's what it would take to see new york's crime rates get back down to basically where it was before He's just going to have to take a governor that's going to stand by our police. And that's why I'm asking people to come on out and vote for me 
tomorrow, Joe. SaveNY.org, SaveNY.org. A lot of people listening and watching in New York. Make sure you go and vote for Andrew tomorrow. Um, so, so how do you do it? You, you get into office. And by the way, th- thank God he's doing okay. I talked to you yesterday. I talked to, to Mary yesterday or to Maria yesterday. And uh, and I'm glad to hear that your dad's doing okay. But it's still, it's still not all right. And people feel this this somehow this permission to go after those who they disagree with. So what do you do day one as the governor? Can you do something day one to start clamping down on crime and letting the criminals and those who would make violent assaults or shoot people or or rob and steal and, and loot? What, what what can you do day one to make them think twice before they do this stuff? Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, on day one, I sit down with the leader of the assembly and the state senate and tell them very clearly, Pags, I'm not funding your top priorities in our upcoming budget negotiations without a full repeal of bail reform. That's first and foremost. Secondly, when I look at what we need to do from a budget perspective, we need to create a $5 billion pot for our local and city police that have been defunded basically over the last couple of years. That means the NYPD, which have had over a billion dollars taken from their budget. And more than anything, and I think this is what a New York City governor can do on day one for the city of New York is make sure the MTA has the resources necessary to put police on the subway, not just in the stations, but actually in the subway cars. Because to me, if you see that, and if people feel safe on the subway, they'll feel safe above ground. And the governor actually has control of the MTA, not the mayor. That's where I would focus resources so we could see change really instantly here, Pags. SaveNY.org. What can you do about a DA like Bragg? Does the governor oh, have yeah. any input? In, can you fire him? Can Can you tell him the way it's going to be? Do you have that kind of control over somebody who's a DA in one of the boroughs? Thanks for setting me up on that one, Pags. You're absolutely right. The answer is yes. Article 8, Section 13B of the New York State Constitution gives the governor the authority to fire any district attorney that has violated their oath of office. I think it's very clear that Alvin Bragg, when he wrote that memo to his assistant district attorneys saying that he was not going to prosecute violent crimes like resisting arrest and armed robbery, he violated his oath of office. So as governor, I would fire Alvin Bragg on day one or, frankly, any other Soros-funded DA that chooses not to execute their oath of office. How much of New York City do you have to get? And by the way, it's saveny.org. It's Andrew yeah. Giuliani, Republican, running for governor of the great state of, uh, of New York. The primary is tomorrow. Uh, how much of New York City do you have to get to have a chance to win? Geographically, people yeah. who are watching and listening don't understand this. New York is a red state. Geographically, it's very, very yeah. red. Of course, New very York right. City is blue. Rochester is blue. Albany, you got some blue. So so what do you do? What do you, how much of, that, uh, of, of the big city do you need? You need... 30 to 33 percent, depending on turnout. So let's say a third to make sure you're safe and all that. And that's why, honestly, we've actually been doing better by far than any of the Republican candidates in New York City. Now, specifically with our primary tomorrow and looking at this thing, this thing's going to be close packs. We had an internal poll today that we looked at that has up four points. Um, so this thing is really within the margin of error. And everything that you look at, every poll that's come out in the last week, the race is within the margin of error. That's why we're telling all Giuliani supporters, whether you're in state New York, whether you're not in state, call up any New Yorker that you know and tell them to come on out and vote tomorrow for Andrew Giuliani. Uh, Andrew, how have you done this? The Republican Party basically turned its back on you. They've been supporting this guy, Zeldin. Seems like a nice enough guy, but he's not the right guy. How have you done this? You, you've been in the lead for almost the entire time. And as you said, it's very tight now, neck and neck. Every person needs to go out and vote. Is it just a matter of traveling like you have to every every corner of New York State, spending a lot of time in New York City, your dad out there on the hump as well? I mean, yeah. what, what, what is it that you've done? Because you should be losing by 30 if the, if the GOP <laughs> had its way. 
Well, I think a couple of things. One, we have outworked other candidates. We've just been all across the state for the last 13 months and really at a nonstop pace. But the other thing, and I think this is the most humbling thing as the candidate, is to be part of this grassroots movement, this America First movement, not shying away from the truth. Look, a lot of the things that I present are things that I learned working four years in the White House from President Trump. That movement is as strong and as alive as ever right there. And I think that message is resonating to New Yorkers in a state where you've had blue governors for the last 15 years that have seen their state lead the country in out-migration. People are thirsting for common sense. They're thirsting for law and order, for economic stability here in a state that's the highest tax state in the country, and for medical freedoms. Look, Joe, in two of my three debates, I was not allowed to actually go in the debate hall because I chose not to get the shot. That should be every single New Yorker's choice. That should not be mandated by the governor, period. And I didn't get the shot either. I just got over COVID last week. It was fine. Um, And and forcing that so you can go buy a slice of pizza never made any sense to me uh, in New York City, the greatest city on the the planet. So you get 30, 33, 35% of New York City, you've got a chance. um, and, And I hope that that chance comes to fruition. How do you make people believe you, though? And, and I believe you. I like you. You yep. and I are friends. Uh, I think that you're an honest guy um, and you're real. What we see is what we get. But how do you make people believe uh, in New York City and in those other big cities that I mentioned, and even in, in the not very big cities in New York, that you're not just another typical politician that you yep. can really believe what comes out of your mouth? And, you know, look, I think it comes down to the two people that I've learned the most from, right? Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump. Now, you and I like both those guys a whole lot, Joe. There's some people that don't like them, but right. I think whatever you think about them, you have to admit that these people are completely honest and genuine with New Yorkers and with American. those Americans. Those are the people that I learned from, and that's what I learned to do, which is basically whatever you're saying, you have to believe. You have to respect that person you see in the mirror every single day. So New Yorkers, whether or not they completely agree with my positions, whether they don't, I promise to be as genuine and transparent with my thinking as possible with them. So that way they know exactly what they're getting. And I think at the very least, whether they agree or they disagree with that, at least they can respect that. Look, I look at a guy on the other side of the aisle, right? Joe Manchin. I don't agree with everything Joe Manchin said. There's a lot of stuff that I disagree with him, but I respect his thinking on a lot of stuff and we can agree to disagree and have a mutual respect. I think there are a lot of people across the political aisle that at least respect when you're genuine with them. It's Andrew Giuliani. He's a Republican running for governor of the great state of New York. The primary is tomorrow. Get out there and vote for this guy. I'd love to see a, a really big win in November for you. Um, when it comes to to uh, making comparisons, I've done this with you a couple of times. I've done this with your father a couple of times. Is it fair, Andrew, to make the comparison to what New York City looked like when your father was being being sworn in as, as mayor? I mean, a Republican wins the mayor's office. A Republican wins in Pataki, uh, in, right. in Albany, because the people of New York had had it. Are are they at that point again? Look, I think from a violent crime perspective, we're not there. But what I will say is this. We're increasing at a higher percentage than we ever had in our city and in our state's history. Yeah. So we're very close to getting there. And it's honestly something that having grown up in the very in, in the 80s and seeing this, uh, I don't want to see the, the 80s and early 90s in New York City again and New York State again. To be honest, we'll actually continue to see families and businesses leave if we ever get close to that again. That's why I think, Pags, honestly, we can turn this state around in about a year. It really will just take somebody with the right law and order message, somebody that will bring bring back broken windows, somebody who believes in stop, question, and frisk, and somebody who ends this war on our police. If we do that, Pags, New York will see a renaissance again, just like we saw 
in the 90s and 2000s. SaveNY.org. It's uh, Andrew Giuliani. Go and support his candidacy right now. When it comes to to the governor and the mayor, and I've talked to you uh, to, to you about this before, many many people think the mayor's a more important position. How does the governor position himself to work with a guy that he knows is going to be completely opposed to a lot of what you believe in? Can you work with this guy? I think so. Look, here's the thing. I I think he's really been all talk at this point, but I've said this before. I think he's actually looking for a Republican governor because he right now is balancing out trying to figure out how he's going to be tough on crime, which has been non-existent, and making sure he's accepted at the Democratic cocktail parties, which has been all of his focus. I think if he has a Republican governor that he could point to up in Albany saying he's a bad guy, I know crime is going down, I know our cops are actually being proactive again, but blame it on the governor, then I think we actually can see some progress in New York. If that means him pointing at me as the bad guy to actually get crime down, I'm happy to take that mantle, Joe, because to me what matters the most is making sure we reduce crime and make New Yorkers' quality of life better again. Very interesting. So you're cool with being the so-called, the quote-unquote bad guy, <laughs> as long as crime is better and people are safer. You've mentioned a couple of times the exodus of New York businesses and New York residents because they've had enough. A lot of them are coming to where I am in Texas, about a thousand a day, something like that. How do you implore people to come back? I love New York. I, I visit yeah. once a year about, and I stay away from the heart of the city right now. I mean, Curtis Lee, what tells me don't go? Your dad tells me don't go because it's not so safe right now. So how do you implore businesses and residents to come back and believe that the future of New York is bright? Well, we've touched on this a bunch. It starts with public safety. If people don't feel safe, then businesses will continue to flee. But then from an economic standpoint, we need to be competitive with the Texas of the world, Joe, or the Floridas, where so many New Yorkers are moving to as well. That means reducing taxes. That means reducing regulation. That's one of the things that I focused on working with President Trump in the White House, his campaign promise that for every regulation he'd sign into law, he would cut to. That number is over eight to one by the time he walked out of the White House. That's the kind of business sense that we need in New York again. We need to make sure that we're promoting job creators and not chasing them to states like Texas. If we do that and you, you couple that with crime and more freedoms in terms of our health choices, in terms of making sure that our parents have a choice in our education, New York can really be one of the greatest states in the country again. Well, you know that I wish you nothing but the best tomorrow. I hope that you come out of the primary on top and then in November. Is it is it going to be Hochul again, or who's on the left? Is it going to be Kathy Hochul? Is she running again? I think it will. We've been completely focused on our primary, but it certainly looks like it's going to be Kathy Hochul on the other side and looking at the polls as she's got a massive lead. For us, this thing is neck and neck. Like I said, we have a couple-point lead, but we've seen polls where everything is within the margin of error on this. So that's why I'm asking New Yorkers to come on out and vote. And if you love New York, you know anybody from New York, Call him up and say, vote for Andrew Giuliani. We want to make New York great again, Pags. I hope everybody who's watching and listening will do just that. SaveNY.org. SaveNY.org. Go and support the candidacy of Andrew Giuliani. Let's talk tomorrow night. I want to find out what, you know, or, or Wednesday morning. I want to find Absolutely. out exactly how things turned out and, and, and what the plan is after that. Andrew, we supported you from day one. I know that, uh, that you're a real New Yorker that wants to bring that state back. I hope people understand that, that, that you're not, not a typical politician. You're a guy that just loves the place and, and you don't want it to be what it is right now. Thank you so much for being so available and good luck tomorrow. Thank you, Pags. All right, brother. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.
Hey, great to have you. I hope uh, Andrew Giuliani wins tomorrow. That would be great. But then it would be a hard road to, to beat a Democrat in November, but uh, he's got what it takes. I hope that that happens. If you're listening in New York, we've got several stations in New York now, and a lot of people who listen online and who watch the live video feed, uh, make sure that you, you get out there and vote. Don't sit in your hands and think it's just going to happen. It's not. And I really wish that the Republican Party would have backed Andrew Giuliani from the beginning and not, and not this guy, Zeldin. Again, Zeldin might be a nice guy, but he's not a Trump guy. He's not a make New York great again guy. And, uh, and certainly, I think Andrew's got what it takes to make it happen, plus a pretty, a pretty great pedigree if you think about it. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to remind you about Super Beats. You know, had you known about Super Beats Heart Chews, about 1,000 cups of coffee you go, you might have saved yourself some trouble, right? You just unwrap a chew or two in the morning. They're delicious. You've got sustained energy throughout the entire day without worrying about caffeine or those energy drinks or sugary drinks, anything like that. And your family is going to love what you're doing because it's good for you too. Uh, Super Beets Heart Chews, non-GMO beets combined with grapeseed extract. As I said, they taste amazing and they're going to support a healthy blood pressure, a healthy lifestyle, healthy circulation and blood flow. You're like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, circulation and blood flow, that's where we get our energy. So if you're running out of energy because you're getting older, you don't have to just deal with it. You can get yourself some Super Beats Heart Chews and, and help yourself out. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off, plus free shipping when you go to JoeLovesBeats.com. JoeLovesBeats.com. Hurry up. It's their best offer available anywhere. That's JoeLovesBeats.com for up to 45% off. Make the move to that website right now. Get this wonderful uh, tasting morning treat. That's going to help you out support a healthy lifestyle. JoeLovesBeats.com. Make it happen now. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. James, San Antonio, what's going on? Hi. Hey, just wanted to say I'm all for the Supreme Court enforcing the Constitution, but I wanted to get your input on the House Bill 1280 that Texas, the trigger law, Section 2, saying my interpretation is only doctors can be charged but um, maybe I'm missing something. No, I didn't, I didn't see if there's a new piece of legislation. I didn't see it. Do you mean the six weeks law? No, the, but back in 2021, they passed the trigger law that, that this year, if the Roe v. Wade got overturned, this would take effect in the same section two. House Bill 1280 is the one, but when I read it, all I see is that doctors can be charged. Well, I'll look, in, I'll look into the only thing that I knew, and this was before Roe v. Wade was overturned, the only thing I knew that it was civil, it was not criminal. Um, but if there's a trigger in there, should Roe v. Wade be overturned or should Dobbs win uh, or should that Dobbs case be, be decided that abortion is not a constitutional right and it's not? Um, I didn't know what the trigger was that it would somehow charge doctors. I'll look into it uh, without a doubt. I know what it was as it stood because Roe v. Wade was in place. It was civil and you could not be charged, but there could be a $10,000 fine if somebody told on you. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show. 